0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Tarot for a Troubled Time, the podcast in which we reflect on our experience of living through the COVID-19 pandemic using the cards of the tarot. I'm your host, River Rose. I'd like to start this episode with an explanation. I need to start this episode with an explanation. I'd been going along last year doing one episode per week, unless otherwise advertised, when in December. I suddenly hit a wall and I fell silent. At first it was sort of a run of the mill, we're living in a pandemic and I'm burned out wall and too much to do, no way to socialize in person, the coming of winter with less light, more cold. But then as December rolled on, I entered into a real crisis as both of my parents were hospitalized and passed away within two weeks of each other. And I won't get into all the details, but they did both have COVID. This happened at the peak of the last spike of COVID cases here and where they lived in Canada. And because of that, and because of my own health issues, I could not travel to be with them. So I had to deal with their decline and their deaths away from them and away from the rest of my family. And of course, in the midst of all of that, life's other demands, work and so on, the daily stresses of living in La Vida COVID did not go away. So between all these things, it's taken me a while to get back to the podcast. And to be honest, while I do plan to continue with regular episodes, I can't promise that I'll be able to keep up with a weekly schedule right now. So I hope you'll bear with me as we continue through this tarot journey I embarked on with you. As a reminder, when I pull cards in each episode, I don't put them back into the deck. I set them aside because I would like us to reflect on each and every card in the deck. So the podcast will end when we finish going through all the cards in the deck. But for now, we go on. Okay, now that I've gotten that out of the way, I want to reflect quickly on the monumental events that have gone on since I last recorded in December. Previously on Tarot for a Troubled Time, uh, can you tell I've been watching a lot of TV? Anyway, uh, Trump was still president. He had lost the election and he was falsely claiming, and well, I suppose he still is claiming that months later, down in Mar-a-Lago, that he had won the election, a falsehood that according to most polls, about 70% of Republicans still believe, as I record this in mid-March. And then, of course, on January 6th, we experienced a shocking but perhaps predictable attack on the U.S. Capitol by Trump supporters. They performed this attack, incited by Trump himself and possibly with the support of some members of Congress and law enforcement, to try to stop Congress's certification of the election. It was an egregious, large-scale breach and a flagrant display of ignorance, entitlement, violence and white supremacy i mean confederate flags gallows seriously and the fact that hundreds of people managed to get as far as they did into the speaker's office onto the house floor and so on is just mind-boggling when you consider that months earlier, peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters were violently driven away from the White House so that Trump could cross the street and hold a Bible upside down outside a church for a photo op. Despite this horrendous and upsetting event which terrorized members of Congress, the Vice President, and others, the Congress did manage to get back to work and certify the election. Biden was then inaugurated. Trump was impeached again in the House and acquitted again in the Senate. And more recently, the biggest piece of pandemic news, uh, the biggest development we've had is that the COVID vaccine rollout has begun in earnest in the U.S. and in many countries. And while I would say that the rollout has been chaotic and slow and difficult for people who have no access to technology or who are tech-averse, it is slowly improving. And here in New York State, where I live, over 22% of the population, including myself, have received one dose of the vaccine, and 11% have received both. And of course, we now have not just the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines, Uh, here in the U.S., which require two doses, but we also have the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which has the advantage of requiring only one dose. Now, with all of the events of the past several months, both in the world and in our own personal lives, there is really one question I'd like to focus on in this episode. What's important right now? I think that when we're under stress or duress or when we're overworked or tired, or afraid or all of these things, we need to slow down and to really focus on what's important. Because you know what? None of us knows how long we'll be here and we tend to spend a lot of time on things that are ultimately unimportant. And life is too short for that. I would like us to pause right now and really think about all the challenges we each have in our lives and to decide what our priorities are so that we can respond to them in a way that will allow us to preserve our energy and to recharge. I think this is easy to say, but I think it can really take a lot of intention and pausing and disruption of our habits and automatic reactions to daily life to make it happen. Fact is, there are many things that we allow to annoy us or to affect us adversely that are really not that fucking important in the grand scheme. And so I think it's crucial to be really present and to understand what are some of the things we can let slide or move beyond. Do we really need to continue that bickering with the person who lives with us, with whom we've been stuck for the past year? Should we really be ignoring that doctor's appointment right now? Can we take time to get outside more if we work at home every day? Or can we afford to stay home if we're on the front lines and dealing with people every day? Really figure out what is gonna make us stronger or lighter, or happier, and let's do those things and leave the rest behind. But how do we do that when there are so many things happening, tugging at us for attention, in our homes, on the streets, in the halls of power? How do we know what to choose, what to focus on? Around the time my parents died, I came across some words from the Peruvian-American author, Carlos Castaneda, that really stuck with me. So I thought I'd share them here. He said, death is the only wise advisor that we have. Whenever you feel, as you always do, that everything is going wrong and you're about to be annihilated, turn to your death and ask if that is so. Your death will tell you that you're wrong. That nothing really matters outside its touch. Castaneda's words highlight the importance of prioritizing in your life against the ultimate and most universal reality we all share, that we're all going to die. This is a reality that we don't think about enough, in my opinion, particularly in Western culture, but in the face of the amount of death we're dealing with right now, I'm here to tell you that now is the time to meditate on the reality of death. For one thing, it's something we have to get comfortable with because it's inevitable and because our society tends to hide it away and make us afraid of it. But more importantly, we have to do it because coming to terms with our death can ultimately put us on a path to liberation, to shedding all the fears that are holding us back and all the so-called problems and challenges that occupy our minds and weigh us down. And that compared to the reality that life is fleeting are not that important. So the way we're going to do that right now is to look at the tarot. Now remember, the question is, what's important right now? And we're going to use a body-mind-spirit spread that is going to guide us in better understanding how we gain clarity about our priorities. And so with these things in mind, I'll tell you that the three cards I drew for this reading are the Queen of Cups, the Nine of Cups, and the Four of Swords. That's the Queen of Cups in the body position, the Nine of Cups in the mind position, and the Four of Swords in the spirit position. So what do we notice here? These are all minor Arcana cards, which typically symbolize the everyday. So we're getting a suggestion that we need to focus on taking care of the practice of life on shaping our daily habits without thinking too much about the big picture. We're also seeing that two of the three cards are cups, which is the suit of water and symbolizes the emotions, the imagination. So we're being asked to focus through the lens of what we're feeling and dreaming about and imagining above problem solving or our intellect. Looking at the individual cards now in the body position, we have the queen of cups, One of the monarchs that rules over our emotional life. In the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, she is facing left, looking out at the sea, holding up a large ceremonial cup, sitting on a stone throne that is decorated with sea creatures, her feet resting on some pebbles at the edge of the water. The queen in our modern spellcaster's tarot has long flowing sort of wild black hair. She is facing us head on and her highly adorned throne seems to be made of silver and it matches her necklace and rings. She holds a goblet by the base in her left hand and her right hand actually covers the top of a goblet. She has the toes of her left foot dipped into a pool of water while her right leg is crossed over her left and her right foot is dangling in the air. Behind her is a majestic waterfall, and she is surrounded by greenery. This queen is entirely in flow. She is empathetic, she's receptive, sensitive, introspective, she's psychic, emotional, loving, and a dreamer. She encourages us, she motivates us, perhaps even enables us. She is a conduit invites us to look at our deepest fantasies or visions for our lives and to think creatively how to make those fantasies happen. In the body position, she's giving me a self-care vibe. Maybe she's telling us that our bodies are craving more physical activity. Maybe she wants us to eat more healthy food, or maybe she wants us to indulge in more of our favorite foods to feed our bodies what they love and crave. Maybe she's encouraging us to have more sex, or take more bubble baths, or get more sleep. Whatever you want. The point is, we need to listen to what our bodies are telling us that we need. And we need to address those needs, particularly if we're run down. Moving now to our mind card, the Nine of Cups. In the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith image, we see a content-looking man sitting with his arms crossed on a bench. On his head is a large red hat with a large feather. Behind him is a semicircular structure draped in blue that holds nine cups. The rest of the card, the ground and the background are a vibrant shade of yellow. So we have all primary colors fulfilled here in this card. Now our version, our modern spellcaster nine of cups diverges quite a bit from this image. We see nine cups arranged in a three by three configuration in a field of tall grass. It is nighttime, and in the background we see the silhouettes of bear trees and possibly some mountains. In the sky is a large full moon. Most dramatically, out of the center cup in the back row rises a being who looks to be a genie or djinn, a magical creature with origins in Middle Eastern mythology. While very different than the old school figure on the Rider Waite Smith version of the card, his upper body has a similar stance. His arms are folded, he too has a look of contentment, and he has a rather similar head covering. Now, nines come towards the end of a journey in the tarot and they do signify completion. And the nine of cups indicates emotional contentment or satisfaction, particularly as I see it in this reading. The genie on our version of the card goes a little further perhaps indicating wish fulfillment. Everything we need and want has been granted, has been given to us. Now I'm very aware that given where we are in the pandemic, it's unlikely that many of us are feeling like we have everything we need. And so I think we need to shift our perspective a little since we're working with cups here anyway, and to think hard about what we're grateful for in our lives. What are the things that are making us smile right now, giving us moments of happiness, perhaps that are downright saving us, like the vaccine? Things that are making us smile, things that are bringing us relief. They could be big or small, depending on our situation. And there could be many, if we really think about it. The point is, we need to find the areas of our life where we know we're getting what we need. We need to focus on those and feel gratitude towards them and so now moving on to our final card the four of swords which is in the spirit position in the tarot the fours are almost halfway through the journey and they typically indicate an early milestone or temporary pause the swords are the suit of air the mind the intellect the suit of truth and communication and clarity the Rider Waite Smith four of swords depicts a knight lying horizontally on a tomb possibly in a mausoleum his hands are pressed together as if in prayer. One sword is lying by the knight in the foreground, and the three other swords are hanging on the wall beside a stained glass window depicting a woman and a child. This knight is resting in the only place he can before he continues on his quest. Our modern spellcaster's Four of Swords also depicts a knight, but our knight is lying in rest in the snow, encircled by four swords while four wolves, the totems of this suit in our deck, are watching over him, ensuring that he can rest peacefully. This card typically reminds us to rest or reflect or to find a way to restore ourselves in any way we can. And since we're talking about spirit here with this position, let's think about what would really recharge our psychic batteries, our creativity, indeed our souls. The night is resting or is in contemplation, but I can't help but bring up that either lying on a tomb or even on the ground, he appears to be dead, or as a minimum in a state of deep sleep or hibernation, which once again is a reminder of death. Some of us might want to pray or meditate or otherwise reflect in quiet or out in nature. Some of us might find a way to take in art or contemplate beauty in some other way, which admittedly may be more difficult in most places because of the pandemic, and so we'll have to get creative to figure out how to do that. What's important, though, is the pause and the reflection so as to find a way to restore the energy that we will need to keep going through this troubled time. Before I wrap up, I want to pause here and observe that the mind card on the bottom left of this reading is a cups card, which I would normally associate with the right brain, while this card on the bottom right is a sword card, which I would typically associate with the left brain. So the associations with the different hemispheres of the brain are reversed. And I think this is telling us that we have to slow down and really open our minds and our imaginations as much as we can to think about what's important to us. We can't automatically go to the things that we focus on in the day-to-day because our day-to-day actions and habits right now may not be addressing our most basic needs. And so this process of figuring out what's important is going to require time and pausing and practice and perhaps a daily inquiry into whether the way we are spending our time is really giving us what we need Again, I know that all this is easy to say, and I know that it's hard to do. But, you know, to be blunt, whatever else is going on, time is passing, our lives are ending, there's a pandemic swirling around us, and our lives are actually ending one day at a time, so we can't waste the precious minutes we have left. And so with that, I end this week's reading. I hope you got something out of it. I'll share the reading on Twitter and Instagram. Please look for it on my personal account at Rose. If you have questions, comments, and suggestions for me, you can also email me at iamriverrose at gmail.com. If you like what you've heard, I encourage you to leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can and to share the podcast with your community. Until next time, be well, take care, and remember... Death is the only wise advisor that we have.